What's up, guys? I am Caleb Giddings, and joining me as usual is uh, Keith and Jack, and I'm going to do the intros today because we also have special guest uh, and a good friend of the show, Annette Evans, rejoining us this week. Um, Annette, tell all of these uh, Philistines who you are, what you do, and why they should care. So I'm Annette Evans. Um, I do On Her Own, which is a website, blog, social media, something, something about all the things that go into surviving life when you might not have what most people would consider regular support structures like boyfriends or family or whatever else. So how do you do that, which is some of self-defense and some of just, you know, doing the groceries. And I guess you should care because you guys let me on the show. So you have to listen to me if you want to listen to this episode. Uh, but, also, <laughs> but also. Uh, but also. Also, I have, you know, a bit more than a bit of background in pretty much all things self-defense. Un poco. Un poco. For those that don't know, and because she's too humble to uh, just say it out loud, Annette is a uh, highly is a, a, is a highly proficient competition shooter. Uh, so she knows her way around a gun, even if that gun is a P320, um, and is also, you're a blue belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is a lot further than a lot of people, you know, during the recent Jiu-Jitsu craze got, they made it up to white belt and got a stripe on their belt. And then they were like, I have to That's pay crazy. the mortgage <laughs> or not be here or, you know, all of those repeated demoralizing failure is something that is kind of hard to continue to pay for if you have a weak ego. It is. It very much is. Speaking of weak oh God, egos, what a great segue, and... Jack. It's almost like you're a professional. <laughs> so, da, da, da! <laughs> You've done so, this a time or two. Once or twice. Uh, before we get into that great segue and how much fun it is, I'd like to thank our sponsors for sponsoring the show. Uh, and next year, this is not going to be the last show of 2022. <laughs> It's this probably the second to last show of 2022 because we're not going to do one Christmas week uh, or the week after Christmas in between. We're not going to do one Christmas week? Not the week in between. Christmas I don't celebrate Christmas. I'll just get on here and do one myself. I have no plans. He'll just, on do, being, a, he'll just do a read. Just, just, a, just a pagan show. That, that week in between Christmas and New Year's, that's the phantom zone. I'm not like everybody, like even if you're not on PTO, everybody's kind of on PTO that week. All right? I talked to a client today. I was like, look, let's just be fair. Nothing's going to get done this month. Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, I am balls deep in shot show prep. But anyway, uh, next year uh, we should have some new sponsors for the show, which means Keith is going to have to shake someone by the neck to get them to make a new banner for us. And we might even put Jack's name on the intro banner next year. Maybe. Maybe. Also, if you're only listening to the audio version of this, you are missing out on the toe beans on Keith's adorable new puppy, and it is pretty adorable. All right, so this, this keeps him occupied so he doesn't go mysterious locations and leave mysterious presents that I have to clean up later. Ah, okay. <laughs> you know, poop is fun. Um, so this week, uh, Jack's great segue about people like a man with egos. What we're talking about is uh, did you I don't just know, accuse like... Keith of having a weak ego? Maybe. <laughs> uh, Damn, my dog, this is aggressive. Fucking, tonight's gonna get rough. Yes, yeah, weird. Uh, so what we're going to talk about this week is there's my own broadcast. <laughs> a whole bunch of different things, right? We could call it performative masculinity, fake tough guy syndrome. Um, what brought this on was a, was a 
Instagram or a, a TikTok that I saw where uh, I won't call the person out, but uh, he's Last the guy who goes, did that, listen, well. did you know? And he did one of those bits and he talked about how he has to sit, you know, he has to sit facing the door because his wife doesn't carry a gun. And I remember looking at this man and going, uh-huh. So? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and that sparked a whole thing where, you know, I, I was thinking about how the people who make a big deal of needing to, you know, be facing the door and see the exit so I can, you know, see if an active shooter is going to come into my suburban Chipotle or whatever. Well, okay, yeah, well, let's, let's say that's a possibility. Hold on. Let's, right. it's, it, it's happened. No, yeah. no, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. I, I don't want to say this. It's happened. There was a pretty famous case of, I think she was a senator who watched her yeah, mother and lovely. father get yeah got, got killed in front of her at a, at a diner. It could happen. Yes. We're really. not saying that you're th- there's no threats in the world. Right. However, if you're oh, the sort of person who publicly makes a big deal about it, you're the person we're or talking perhaps about. harass the staff and make them change around your whole arrangement. Hold so on. That you- is that Keith, is that a story? Is that like a That thing? is that is a thing I have witnessed and it was it was not good. Oh my god. That's... So I I run I have a very large friend group in Georgia. And we used to weekly get together for a meal. And we had a new guy join us. Um, he kind of got, in, he was, you know, he he was being felt out. He was in the proby status. Of, Are we going to be friends with this dude? And we went to a restaurant, uh, orange chicken wings. Everybody clear on what's happening here. And uh, he beelines for the seat with his, you know, I got to have, he's like, I have my back to the wall. And I was like, hey, hey, chief. The only guy here without a gun. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Warn us? And he looks at me and he's like, Oh, everybody here has a gun? I'm like, the waitress has a gun. What are you what are you talking about? And I, I, I like sat down with my back to the door and I'm like, You're not you're not Paul Atreides. Gunny Hurrick is not coming to yell at you about this. And pros come through the kitchen anyway. So Look, Good point. there are a million places that, that we're like, what are you worried about? There's no truly safe place. And so, yeah. <laughs> I, I, and, and here's the thing. So, and we've all that's gone a, through that phase. Big, bro, what are you going to do? Yeah, what's the what, next what step? What are you going to do? Yeah. Well, <laughs> tell me your plan here. So, Annette, talk to me, uh, talk to us a little bit about this. Because obviously, you know, you have a different. Uh, perspective on this because you're the only chick here. Uh, it, you're the only uh, um, person of color. You're the only woman. It's just three <laughs> white guys talking about this shit in a net. I am your I'm, diversity quota. I may be white, but the hood fucks with me heavy. The hood does fuck with the, the hood does fuck with you. That is true. You're still white. Uh, um, <laughs> so anyway, however, we are three white people who have definitely looked at other white people and gone fucking white. People. Oh, oh God! Every day, every day, talking white people doing white people shit—it's too much manners. Um, 
so Annette, but uh, like, what's your experience with this? Cause you know, I, I assume that like everybody else who is sort of in this line of work, you did go through that phase where you're trying to be like hyper vigilant of your surroundings and, you know, always had to like be watching the exits and all of that. And you've had some real life, uh, incidents that you know uh would would warrant actually needing to be hyper vigilant maybe in a circumstance where normal people aren't so interestingly i did not particularly go through that phase but i think it's because well here there's a reason for that it's because i learned how to shoot and i started carrying a gun at the same time as my now ex-husband so there were two of us anyway and we did it together and i actually carried the gun more did he go through that phase not really. Oh, okay. So it, I, I think, you know, when you live in very suburban suburbia, sometimes you just go, well, you know, my odds aren't really there. And even before I got into guns, I was already kind of the, not because I was afraid of, you know, the, the random mass shooter who is going to go jumping through the door and uh, attack all of us. I'm just the kind of person who's just a little hypervigilant anyway. So maybe it just didn't change anything. It just changed the tools that I had available. Okay, fair enough. So now, <clears throat> now what's it like dealing with it? Like with well, other people that do it? Like, okay, you have to have a story because we all have a story of either you being that guy or witnessing that guy in action. Uh, and, or for like, for example, for me, why I used, I, I definitely went through that phase, right? And the day I stopped was at SHOT Show, and I went to dinner with a bunch of people, many of whom we all in this group know, but like, to put it in context, the least, not counting me, the least dangerous person at that table was a was a female champion shooter who was also a former Army MP. And you all could probably figure out who that is if you know a little bit about the competition shooting space. And she was the least dangerous person there okay and i remember we walk into this restaurant it's crowded it's noisy there's people everywhere everybody just sits the fuck down and nobody is like jostling for position or being like making a beeline for the seat or anything like that and i went huh maybe i've been overthinking a lot of this and then i sat my happy ass down and i had a lovely dinner if you do this, if you if you care about personal safety, you should be aware of what's around you. Mm -hmm. you should take a glance. But mostly, you should know where the fire escape is. Yeah. You, yep. like, like, if you... If you really care, care about the thing that, like, will probably matter to you. Um, what is What's the quickest way I can get out of here? Can I just stand up at my table? That's something I care about. Can my table be moved in an emergency? Or am I going to have to, like, scoot? And all of these things should not get in the way of you living your life. Here's one. Know where the AEDs are. I've seen way more people have heart attacks in public than I've seen get shot. You know what else I think about is, uh, especially in the nicer weather, which we're not having here in Philly right now, Dining outside, there's an awful lot of cars that have made their ways up onto the sidewalk where tables are. So, oh, yeah. you know, if you're going to do that, maybe keep an eye on the traffic. That's a little different from that shooter. I'm going to get ready and, you know, have that draw. Like, no, like maybe I want to see what's between me and the street. 
or okay. maybe I want to know if the waiter can drop trays of, of hot food on my head because they're trying to skim by my table every time they right. come in and out of the kitchen. I would prefer to not have somebody's like sizzling, like you're at, you know, Chili's Sizzle and somebody paddle? walks by with a, a sizzling plate of fajitas dropping. and you stand up and you bump them. And now you got hot, you got third degree fajita birds. You got to go to the hospital because you went to fucking Chili's. Imagine having like a green pepper scar <laughs> oh. your life in your neck i bet that's a story it's like mm-hmm. yeah oh 21 chili we lost a lot of good guys <laughs> we lost a lot of good guys. Uh, oh man that's one that you have to lie about like you either have to lie about that or you have to lean into it so hard like, that's it. You have two options. You can't tell I got burned by a scalding hot pepper at Chili's with a straight face. It's either lies <laughs> or fully commit to it. Um, so this does bring me around to sort of like part two, right? And like we're picking on like the whole like sitting with your back to the, you know, with your back to a wall thing. And I, I want to caveat that this comes from a plate from a an idea that there are places in the world where situationally i would want to sit where i could see the entrances and exits there are places and times in the world where situationally maybe i want to see who's coming and going out of the kitchen so we're not poo-pooing the idea of being observant of your surroundings what we're talking what we're poo-pooing and very strongly is making preparedness and self-defense and you know alphaness into a performance where it is something that you are doing to show it off. And part of that is why I brought Annette on because she's the biggest fake alpha I know. No, I'm kidding. Um, wow. <laughs> no, but the, the I, I, I love having, I love talking to Annette one because we've been friends for years and years, but Annette is like the fake alpha kryptonite, right? Because 99% of the time you're a better shooter and you're a better fighter than these guys are. But you know, you had a great OK Cupid story. Like to share it, I would would love to have it on the show. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a much of an OK Cupid story. I remember, you know, I'm flipping through all of these profiles, and somebody's like, "My secret talent is, or the thing that you'd be surprised by is, I'm a better target shooter than you." Mm. And you <laughs> said, and, and I like how everybody just laughing, and, and like <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, I mean. I'll I'll give you you know we, we can do dot torture at three yards instead of five I guess and I'll do it with a revolver left handed that I've never shot before and still beat you. I would have just sent but a message it, back that said pull up. <laughs> <laughs> practice scores now. <laughs> so I tried to look you up on practice score competitor and I can't find your name. Mm, it's not on there. <laughs> I, what what was your time at? pile of trash shooting <laughs> didn't hey, see you at the championship uh, don't you defame mag dumping into trash because that is no, 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 a no. time honored American right there pile of trash shooting match not so much actually I would I would love to go to a pile of trash shooting match <laughs> I mean I've been to matches that might as well have been right there's no real target it's just a big jug of stuff it's just like <laughs> Shoot already. The stage isn't over when you run out of ammo. It's when you do something cool. You're like, how do we hide little pockets of tannerite in this trash? Oh, okay. That would be cool. Now you've just created uh, an IED, just launching tannerite at people. Um, So, but like, a guy in my hometown lost a leg. Was was that a lawnmower guy? Yeah. I don't worry about the tannerite. 
I bet you sat facing Bro, I was looking at it. I'm like, I got to know this dude. Like, this is not a big town. (laughs) Bro, the the Walmart vest he's wearing, and like, when they're like, shoots lawnmower full of Tannerite, I'm like, ugh. And Every time he moves forward in the video, my soul dies a little more. I'll go. <laughs> just like, no, no, man, that's not the play. It's not the play. I, I really, they should have to make you watch when Tannerite goes wrong before you're allowed to buy Tannerite. Because I've, I've touched off 25 pounds in a van. With, like, we had all the safety measures in place. We had everybody there. We had an actual EOD dude with us. He was like, this is totally cool. After it went off and everything settled, we all looked at each other and we're like, that was not cool. (laughs) It just did. It was not okay. And that is not, that's not performative masculinity. That is us having a moment. Like, we are alive by the grace of God. (laughs) Jack, what you did was uh, make a (laughs) V-bid. You made a uh, you you made a, a war crime, so you know that's always fun. <laughs> well, we were trying to we were trying to shoot a film to like make it look. We were like, well, how realistic could we make it? As it turns out, completely realistic. <laughs> so, <laughs> when I would, this will be like that, a regular by the way, bomb blowing bomb. up like, a oh, van. Yep, that uh, that was that was in fact like a bomb bomb. <laughs> Blowing up a van is the opposite of performative masculinity, guys. Uh, or performative <laughs> No, it's just performative. Yeah, we'll remove... And I'd the... be down with that. That would be okay. Less okay is the guy who's like, I gotta sit there. I'm like, really? Uh, or like... Just, it's annoying on so many levels. Can I Can I give, like, a piece of advice? As a long-time single guy in this world, can I give some advice to the single guys? And Annette, you check me. Yeah! If at any point I'm wrong, I would like for you to tell me so. Don't discuss guns on your social, on on your dating. Just don't. I have a picture of me shooting. It's in the back of all the pictures. You got to get through two pictures of me holding a baby before you see me hold a gun. Two. Babies. If you have to discuss what kind of badass you are. You're not. You're not a badass. In any way, shape, or form. You can say, like, hey, I really enjoy jujitsu. That is the only martial art it's okay to name check. If you <laughs> practice any other martial art besides jujitsu, I'm not here to tell you you're wasting your time. I am here to tell you you need to put martial artist and not like kendo. If you put MMA on there, I'm going to lift a brow and swipe left. Right. Like, it's, it's a hard no. <laughs> I don't know why women don't want to see us happy. Fishing does make us happy, but don't post a picture of you holding a fish. It's not good for you. Um, stop Stop trying to show what you can do and talk about who you are. This is a job interview. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you that your first date is not a job interview. It absolutely is. I don't talk about any of the gnarly stuff until date three. Like, if they want to find out, they can find out then. We're not talking about it before that. I have a solution to that, Jack, by the way, which is uh, don't call them after the first date. Then you never have to talk about the gnarly stuff. You can keep all of that inside where it belongs. <laughs> deep inside. Um, 
but yeah, the, like I I see it all the time. Like my female friends will send me pictures of like guys on social media flexing, and it's like, mm, bro, this seemed like a good idea to you. It was not. It it's hurt you. It's hurt what you were gonna do here. Well, here here's the thing. Uh, just like any other kind of interaction with a stranger, you don't know who you're dealing with yet. And that goes on a lot of different directions. Like they just might be crazy and you don't want them to, to have that kind of information to use about you. Or they could be me. Buns. So same, same. Yeah. We were like, <laughs> <laughs> all of us. Like, the difference. So <laughs> you, you repeat yourself. Recreationally <laughs> stabs people, uh, has been hit with a shock knife on camera. Fun. That was a stun gun. <laughs> Fucking same, same, <laughs> homie. And I did gonna, it to myself. I'm just <laughs> going to hold back all my comments. Uh, <laughs> and then, no, I'm not crazy. Here, look at this video of me wrestling someone who outweighs me by 20 pounds and let it, and seeing if they can taser me with this stupid stun gun. But all I'm perfectly way normal and well-adjusted. I got to tase him with a stupid stun gun. Yeah, I'm not helping my own. I get yelled at when I talk about my kicks on the website. No, highest rated website, highest rated episode of Gun Day Brunch ever. Petite Asian with stun gun. That's going to be the episode. (laughs) I don't have it on my desk anymore either. So, so, have you guys run across the guy who tells you his self defense plan? And you're just like, not only is this a total work of fiction (laughs) and fantasy that you've written here, it's not even close to reality. Yeah, it reads like a... a, When the five dudes come through the door at the IHOP, here's what's going to go down. I will just... (laughs) Any 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 just statement. plan or statement from somebody about self-defense, personal protection, home defense that says... I will just, or I will know. <laughs> so, phrases I'd love to see die. I just black out and see red. Slow, smooth, smooth, fast. <laughs> you know what? I don't want to enter into a relationship with somebody like that. I just, yeah, I just, I, I can't work through that's... problems. I just freak out. What? How are you help to me? <laughs> that sounds dangerous for me. Two. Every dude. Over 45-ish, who says to me, well, age and treachery beats youth exuberance every time. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Shut the fuck up. You have a bad Someone in their mid-20s who's fit and knows a little bit more about violence than you is going to put you in the ground, old man. Like, you are are about to get rocked by some kid who is swinging for the fences while you're like, all right, what did I learn about treachery in my 47 years of being like, oh, Jesus, I'm sleepy time right now. Like, please, please (laughs) stop talking to me. Because they always say the same dumb shit to me. They're like, well, as an old man, I carry a gun for a guy like you. I'm like, cool, old man. I carry a gun, too. And I still have most of my reflexes. Game on. Are they carrying an elephant gun? Yeah. Yeah, the gun I carry for Jack is different than the gun I carry for the rest of the world. I hear a lot of guys justify 10 millimeter purchases because of me. They're like, you're lying about a 10 millimeter. And I'm like, hmm, I wouldn't have told me that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the uh, Annette, how many times have you had somebody just be like, you know, 
when you are either engaged in giving some, actually in your case, you probably get it unsolicited a lot. Usually for me, it happens where like in the co course of a conversation about personal protection or something like that, someone will be like, well, I would just, I'm like, God, please stop. Oh um, no. But do you get that unsolicited? Do you get the unsolicited? Now listen here, little ladies, what you need is, uh, and what I would do is. Uh... So oddly enough, you get that from the women too. What? Because everybody thinks that they know how to do this. Mm, and you know, be tripping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, a great way to reduce that? Spend time with fewer people. <laughs> so I only spend time with people who know better than to do that. <laughs> I, I, I love that Annette's solution is fuck them kids. I'm only hanging out with people that I know are cool, which is, let's be and, honest. Annette, Annette with her book, like, have you heard of the hermit life? Yeah. <laughs> what I'm going to do is have you embraced telling everyone to fuck off? <laughs> you know how I avoid all these arguments about who sits with their back to the table? <laughs> I go with a group of people where nobody cares. And really the only argument is who is most local because they get to deal with the cops so they can shoot. Okay. Oh, that's a good that's a good argument to have <laughs> that, is hey, who here has the best chance of actually knowing the cops or the hood rats? Because if I don't know why you all think I'm staying. Like, <laughs> nobody in this town knows me. Bye. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Bitches, like... I'm on the road for some work event and shoot somebody in a Waffle House at 2 a.m. I'm fleeing the scene. What the fuck? They don't have working cameras at a Waffle House. If I, if I do anything in Atlanta, I got to stick around. They know who the fuck I am from three miles away. Any other town, good luck, bitches. I'll never come back. Bye-bye. <laughs> So I got I got approached by a uh, a drunk dude who, you know, was of uncertain motives. Uh, the last time it happened to me, I was uh, this was at TACCON. And I was, was hanging out with a, a bunch of TACCON. It wasn't an attendee. I was uh. with a bunch of attendees. And some guy comes up to us and Matt Gass and anybody... <laughs> <laughs> Matt Guest is a giant of a man who's also a small town Texas cop who has the all of the right mannerisms of a small town, very polite Texas cop. They built him in turns, a factory to be a small town Texas cop. Like <laughs> he's the model. So he turns to this gentleman who's Buzz stumbling like towards us. Matt Guest, small town Texas cop. <laughs> and, and he kind of like does his like the, the hand thing, right? Can I help you? Left turn. He's like, I gotta somewhere. I gotta be somewhere. <laughs> oh my what? goodness! Look at the time. It's I don't want to be here o'clock. So, I, I, I have to put this in reference for you guys because if you don't know who Matt Guest is, which a lot of you probably don't, Matt Guest is legitimately six foot nine. Yeah, his he's hands are his hands are longer than my entire head, like from right. so my hand. Goes to right. like, the base of his fingers. He this can. There's a Glock 17 with the uh, U boat on it. This is my hand. Okay, for size reference. When I shook Matt Guest's hand, I felt like a child. His I felt hand... safe. <laughs> and, I, felt like, he... I felt like I could finally be the person inside that I needed to be. <laughs> also, the nicest, one of the nicest, kindest, most genuine people you'll ever meet. 
and we'll also use small town Texas law enforcement techniques on you that are probably not approved defensive tactics in a more metropolitan area. So when he turns around and says, can I help you? That could mean anything from can I help you or boy, you're fixing to get your head put through this wall. <laughs> I, had a, I had a very delightful orbit, son. surprise dinner with him and his wife in Vegas, and they were just the sweetest oh, people in the world. Delightful. Um, and you know what he never once did that whole time? Tell me that he had to sit with his back to the wall. Weird. <laughs> Funny how that works. It's so strange Great. how that works. Well, when your back is, in fact, the wall. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Wherever he goes, his back is to well, the wall I, because it is the wall. I just I just chilled out while he was there. I was like, this guy got it. I, it I don't need to do shit. Like, oh, I don't need to, I'll just be in the way, to be honest. Like. <laughs> See, you, you typically hang out with. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, this is clearly the solution to your problems. If you're hanging out with the sort of people that care about sitting with their backs to the wall, you're hanging out with the wrong sort of people. And clearly, you should hang out with our cool friends. Um, <laughs> but you have to get vetted first. We don't just accept you. Exactly. You, you got yeah. to get into the process. Yeah. You can't just be any geek off the street, if you know what I mean. The interview so, is at ECQC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we jump people into the gang at ECQC, uh, TACCON. Um, there's several rites of passage, you know, you need to have taken you ever drink liquor out of a prosthetic leg. You will now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, one of the rites of passage is you have to try to, you have to get drunk with me. So that's not hard. It's 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 a it's a not not difficult to very quickly. No, no, because usually what what getting drunk with me looks like is I'm already there, and then I go, "Hey, a friend, here's alcohol," and the next thing you know, you're bright red and you're hugging people that you don't know. I I I appreciate the fact that I rarely have to go into my per diem when I'm drinking with you. Oh yeah, that's because I go into my per diem. Oh, and guys, my per diem this year is who's drinking budgets getting drained. We're up. 87% 87% over where we were in 2019 in terms of revenue. So, you know. We're going to fix that. We're going to get that down to a solid 80. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to drink 7% of our gross profit shot show, guys. Watch me. On the drinking budget. With nothing under 7% oh, ABV. Uh, so, the moral of this podcast is don't hang out with dorks. I don't think that's it. Oh, okay. Here's what I'm going to say. Police your friends. Yeah. You have friends. You have a friend in your group who does something dumb and performative and argues about why he should get to sit in some place special or do something dumb. Pull that guy to the side and be like, bro, nobody cares. You just looked really lame there. Okay. You, you can you can actually but... Yeah. Like if you if you want to sit there because you like that chair or because it lets you see a pretty girl, I got way more I got way less issues with that. But please stop showing off. You don't have to do that here. The more we police our friends and guys. It, this is your fucking job. If you have a friend who acts wrong, it's your job to fix him. Yeah, bullying mm-hmm. is here for a reason. It's so that you can correct behaviors in your friends that aren't good. Hold people accountable, uh, especially when they're being dorks, um, and that's a pretty dorky behavior. Uh, what I would love from you guys is in the comments this week, drop uh, comments about dorky performative masculine behaviors that you've witnessed in public or that you yourself have done yeah i was about um, to say do we want to give the ones that we've done yeah let's do yeah. that before we, before we end obviously i think that's only fair fuck her um so i'm sure but all right uh I, i'm gonna have to go last because i don't have one on tap i'm gonna make jack go first all right my performative masculinity that i did that was really dumb 
was I wore two spare magazines and a G26 everywhere for five years. On top of the 34 I was already carrying. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's really not necessary. It's it's two Annette's worth of firearms that I was carrying at any given time. You could have just carried me. Right. And you would have good conversation. (laughs) Um so yeah, I had to wear like the giant shirts at all times, often from Walmart, often featuring a wolf howling at the moon. (laughs) Those are great. Uh, and I refuse to wear anything but paratrooper boots. Yikes. So high high gloss cockrums at all times. Cringe. Pretty, pretty I cringe. I was I was prototypical and phototypical uh 5'11 gray man. So you can spot me. That dude, that young man carries a gun, and I bet he has NRA creds. Screamed it. Yeah, everything I wore was like, mm-hmm. Nobody knows I've got a gun except everybody. <laughs> yeah, I, I did that one. Probably the, the the most cringe one was I definitely was at the le- at the time in my life when I was the least badass uh, that I have ever been. I liked to talk about what a badass I thought I was and would do it to impress people. And that was, oh, so, so cringe. I remember so, my 40 cal guy days. Oh man, this was before my 40 cal days. I was I was I was there I, I it was the most cringe I have ever been and I am eternally and deeply grateful that one I don't know anybody from that time of my life anymore and two none of that shit's on the internet. Like <laughs> like thank you. Thank you. Jesus. Thank you pre-internet because I don't these kids to, don't get that benefit anymore. I, yeah, I don't have to live any of that down. How about you Annette? You got one? Were you were you a fake tough guy ever? I certainly thought I knew how to shoot a gun, the gun that I carried uh, in my early days of carrying gun, which were before I'd ever shot anything competitively. What was your first carry gun? A car P9 covert. Oh, okay, yeah, there you go. That's, I that's, mean that itself, right there, right? Yeah. Isn't, there, yeah. isn't there an entire movie about a girl carrying one of those? Probably. Yes. So I carried Jody a car. Yes, it's Jody Foster. Yes. No, because they take her dog and then she gets a car somewhere and she fucking kills a bunch of people with it. John John Etwick. It, yeah, John but Etwick. It's, it. Oh shit! It is kind of because they do take her dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, and on that bombshell, it's time to end. Thank you guys for watching, liking, sharing, subscribing. Uh, we'll be back next week with another new episode. Uh, let us know in the comments if you want more Annette, uh, because I'm always willing to badger her to bring her back on the show. Uh, Annette, where can they find you on the internets? The easiest place to find me is on the web at onherown.life. And from there, you can link to my Facebook, my Twitter, my Instagram, and other such things. All right. That is, uh, that's it, guys. We'll be back next week.